Hello and welcome to episode nine of the Random Thoughts podcast. That's R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts. If you're looking for us online, randomthoughts.com or wherever podcasts are distributed, do us a favor, subscribe, tell a friend, give us a five-star rating. All of those good things help immensely. My name is Darren O'Neill. On today's show, we're going to be talking about change. Is it a good thing? Is it bad? There's really no black and white answer to that. Now, the thing that usually annoys me is when a change is made for the sake of change. A change is made for a reason that you can't figure out. And it's these times that I really start questioning things. The reason I'm thinking about this today is the new season, the new series, the new iteration of Doctor Who is coming up, and it's always been one of my favorite shows. What can I say? I'm a nerd. I've been watching Doctor Who since I was a kid, watching it on PBS here in Chicago, Channel 11, usually very, very late on a a Sunday night. So I was really glad when VCRs and those kind of things came out. Now you can get the episodes all over the place. And I think even if you're not a nerd or a geek into this kind of stuff, you'll, you'll kind of get where I'm going with this, because Doctor Who is the longest running sci-fi series in the history of the planet. It started in 1963 and has been going strong, except for a few little breaks in between since. Now, there's been one thing about Doctor Who over all of these years, over 50 plus of those years, and that is the lead role of... Doctor Who, we never know his name, but it's always been played by an actor. That's A-C-T-O-R, not an actress. It's always been played, you know, basically by a guy, not a girl. That's all about to change, and I have to wonder why. Because we have a legacy here, and if you know the story of Doctor Who at all, you know this already, but I'll give you a little primer And the way they figure this out, because obviously the show's been running for over 50 years, and there's been a lot of different actors that have played Doctor Who, he does a thing called regenerating. And when he regenerates, he turns into a new person. He looks different. He acts different. It's it's the greatest thing ever to write into a television show, because you can keep changing the people that play the actor. They keep keep playing that character on a whim. So it's been an interesting thing to see always been played by an actor. Now it's going to be played by Jodie Whittaker, a very capable actress, but an actress nonetheless. And the change that's being made is basically just being, not because there was some big story that needed it, not because something predicated this. It was just really because we can. And a lot of people, this is the way this, the world works now, is just, we can. You know, This role's been played by a guy for way too long. It's time a woman takes over that role. I would just ask the question, why not just come up with another female character and start writing adventures about that character? Why do we need to take a character that's been around for more than half of a century and decide we want to change the sex on that character? Hey, I'm sure this could go both ways. You know, Nancy Drew could be changed. You know, she could not just be... Joe Drew, who knows what that could be. There are so many different female iconic characters in literature, television, and that. How do you feel about starting to change all this? I love Lucy. Hey, no. I love Luke. 
It's a completely different thing. It's now a redheaded guy. It's a completely different thing. I don't know if they're just running out of concepts. They can't come up with a new character. Why they have to change a character that's been around for over 50 years and change from something that has always been played by a man to now something that's being played by a woman? I don't know. It's going to be an interesting experiment nonetheless, because the way I look at things is that I believe, and maybe this is wrong because we're binary neutral now, but I believe that young boys, well, older boys, all boys, I think relate more to a guy character. And I think girls, young girls, women all relate more to female characters. So when you change a character that's been a man for 55 years, and at least he's not having a sex change. Well, I guess he is having a sex change. Uh, we're just not going through the operation. It just happens magically. What a world that would be if you could just wake up one morning and you're a guy, and by the time the day ends, you're a woman. Interesting, I'm sure humans don't do it. I guess Time Lords do now, even though we'd been through 11, 12 uh, iterations of this character, regenerated, and it was always a guy. Not only was it only a guy, but it was usually a tall guy, nine out of like 12 times. And it's always been a guy that's born in the UK. So either England, Scotland, always been a white guy. So I know we're going for really diverse now. We're going to a white chick to play the part from the UK. So we've had, you know, for 50 something years, white guys from the UK playing Doctor Who. Now we want to go, diversity and we're going to have a white woman from the UK playing Doctor Who. Maybe you could have figured something a little more, but if we're going to play the diversity game and we have to change for change sake and we have to change because of diversity, maybe it couldn't have, wouldn't have gone with a white chick. It was interesting. My wife and I were out at Hobby Lobby buying some Doctor Who items a few weeks ago and Usually, I mean, I'm, I'm not used to anybody even knowing what Doctor Who is. So I'm always surprised if anybody knows who Doctor Who is. And the woman that was checking us out made a comment about Doctor Who, and it just kind of like went off in my brain. It wasn't just like, hey, I'm reading this Doctor Who, made a comment about the show, about the history. So I kind of like looked up and it was like, whoa, um, this is an older black lady interested in Doctor Who kind of blew my mind. I don't know why, because sci-fi, it's for everybody. I don't believe that it's made for white guys, white girls, black girls, black guys, doesn't really matter. But it kind of surprised me because I'm never aware of most people knowing the stuff that I like. Doctor Who is one of those things that's kind of on the fringe. It's not like saying, hey, I like Taylor Swift. You expect a lot of people, they at least know who she is, have heard the songs. Doctor Who, a little bit different. So I was surprised. She made a comment about the show, the direction it was going, and she made the comment that, well, you know, Doctor Who, he could be, it's the great thing about the show is he could be anything. And as I just pointed out here a little bit, my answer was, yes, he could be anything, but he's always been a white guy from the UK. So where we're going with this, it'll be kind of interesting. I want to give it, before I say it's going to be good or bad, I want to see where they take this. And even if it's great, I think I'm still going to just be a little bit annoyed that they made the change just for the fact that they made the change just to make the change. It was really just, it's time that we grow and change Doctor Who to being a woman instead of a man. I don't really know how that works. 
I think it's a little bit confusing, especially for younger kids, because believe it or not, there are only two genders. The left might want to tell you there's a whole bunch of others. There's not. There's two genders. That's all there is. There's male. There's female. There's really nothing in between. That's all there is. You could say you're something in between. That you can do, but you're full of crap. So I think it's kind of confusing, especially to younger kids who, if you've been watching the show for the last X amount of years, to wake up one day and go, wait a minute, something's a little bit different here. I mean, it's a little weird. Wouldn't it be if you, if you went, you know, your kid woke up in the morning and before going to school and dad was a guy and then he goes to school, comes home, dad's a woman. I mean, it would be confusing, right? So it'll be interesting to see where they take this character. I understand Doctor Who's not real life, and that's for a whole bunch of reasons, I'm sure, because sci-fi can be crazy. But yeah, I'm not really sure why we're making the change here, except just to make the change. I understand the world moves on, views change, things that were once in vogue now become out of vogue, and that's all good. We are, we are progressing as a society. And we hope that, uh, you know, most of the time that this is a, a good thing and not a bad thing. And I think usually it is. I mean, sometimes we fall back a little bit, a few steps forward, a few steps back, you know, that kind of a thing. I don't understand making a change just for the sake of being able to. Now, if there was an, a real reason, if there was a something in a storyline that really predicated this and and it had to happen for whatever reason, but this would be kind of like going, hey, James Bond can be a woman. Well, yeah, it could. The character could be played by a female, and I'm sure it could be played really well by a female, but why change James Bond into a female rather than creating a whole new character based on a female spy? You see where I'm going with this? I don't understand why you need to change what had been existing, a character that people had expectations of, that people already had experience with as one very specific way, white guy from the UK. Why they decided that needed to be changed and how their audience will react will be interesting to me because I do think you're probably going to pick up some female audience and that's good. But I think you're also going to lose part of the male audience because I think they're just going to go somewhere else. They're not going to have that same bond with the character. I know it's just a totally sexist thing, but boys look up to boys. Girls look up to girls. 95% of the time, if you're looking for somebody that you want to, you know, you want to emulate or they're your idol or you, that's the character that you can relate to, they're probably going to be more like you than less like you. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. So this experiment will see what happens to Doctor Who. We'll know very quickly if the ratings take a dive and we can see this may be one of those situations where maybe the Doctor only lasts one season. Maybe she'll last 20 years because it's actually a young actress, which is usually different. The doctors have overall been old in the past, although the new doctors have been younger. So it's been all over the map, but it's interesting. I guess sci-fi is the place you can get away with doing this a little bit more. But some of the trailers kind of lead you to believe that this doctor is going to try to be 
atoning for the sins of the past. That sounds very familiar, doesn't it? I mean, when you look at what's going on in the news lately, I mean, we all want to keep looking back into the past and keep drudging it up and like, oh, we need to make up for this. We need to, oh, our history is horrible. We can't have the Confederate flag because that's racist. Let's get rid of all that. We can't have statues of anybody that was in the Confederacy. Oh, we've got to, we've got to wipe that out because we don't want to remember history, right? We don't want to remember that these things happened. People deny that the Holocaust happened. I mean, the actual physical places and the bodies where these things happened and the, the end result of these atrocities happening, there is evidence that's there. It's very clear. But there are people who don't believe that either. So we're living in an insane society where people are absolutely off their rocker crazy. And it doesn't help when you do things like this, when you're going to change a character that's been a male for 55 years and decide that it's time to change into a female character. I understand things change. We progress. There are things that polite society doesn't talk about anymore, which is basically religion. <laughs> you know, you can't talk about religion. No, don't talk about that. You're not supposed to talk about what? You polite party conversation. You know, sex and politics, avoid those things entirely because, you know, you don't want to offend anybody. Everybody today is offended by something, it seems. That is like the soup du jour of the day for America, especially, is every morning you wake up and you go, hey, hey what am I going to be offended by today? And there's always people saying offensive things, and, and a lot of them are getting their asses handed to them. We talked about Roseanne in a previous podcast making a tweet about Valerie Jarrett and, uh, and then losing her show. You know, and this all happened in like 72 hours, which was absolutely insane. And I think this is a little bit, a little bit crazy because people just run right to racism and they're making a judgment on people by one word that slips out of their mouth or one thing that they say, even though there may be no past of this at all. There's no history of this. There is no ongoing record. The fact that we're living in a society now where one thing you say taken out of context can cost you your livelihood. Good luck, motherfuckers. You're probably going to screw up at some point and say the wrong word that offends a little snowflake and you're going to be out on your ass. And I hope if that happens, you are a little snowflake who gets really, really offended when people say things you don't like, big, scary words, language is so scary now. It's horrible. I just don't even understand how kids can live because language is getting so very, very scary. People say things and they get offended by it. You'll watch the news and there's people wearing Make America Great Again hats. I mean, what more? What, you know, how offensive. Could you possibly be, I mean, make America, okay, so make the country we live in great. Wow, that is so offensive. People are getting drinks thrown in their face. They're getting spit on. They're getting assaulted. And it's absolutely nuts because people, we have gotten to the point to where people are literally, physically, reacting and are so offended because somebody's wearing a hat that says make america great again 
Is this really where we want to be as a society? Is this the change we're looking for? I want to know. Where we're going to kick people out of a restaurant and harass them, follow them across the street because we don't like their politics. Maxine Waters, what a scumbag! Asking people to do this, to go out and harass people, it's causing violence. People need to be held responsible for this kind of stuff. As somebody that was elected, as somebody that holds a role in government, this is insanity to me, is that somebody can stand up and say, go out and harass people with different views than you and not think it's going to cause violence. That's stupidity. Is that the change we're looking for? I'd like to know. Because I think we should remember the past in order to avoid those same mistakes again. Which is why all the things about pulling down these Confederate statues, the Confederate flag and all of this, it's like erasing this makes people forget. Why not put it up there? Not to honor it, but to remember it. To know that it happened, to understand how far we really should feel we've come as a society. And we had made some really great progress up until it seems recently where all of this stuff is coming back around to a, to a place that it really doesn't make sense to me. Because we're being called a very racist country here in America, but we elected a black president twice landslide type victories and then the old white woman in their policy didn't get voted in so how is it racist i mean if this was a racist country the black guy would have never been able to win but for some reason post that racism in america at least what we're being told is it's worse and i don't get it because it shouldn't be the case the logic of the situation makes zero sense to me Like, I really don't care about people's race. I do firmly believe in the teachings and the uh, what Martin Luther King said that you, you want to base your opinion on somebody on the content of their character and not the color of their skin. It is the greatest thing maybe that has ever been put out there as far as how to treat people. It makes sense. It's logical to me. I don't care what you look like. I don't care any more about the color of your skin than if you're five foot tall or six foot tall, or if you're a hundred pounds or 300 pounds. It doesn't matter. The change we should be having is the fact that all of this stuff doesn't matter. We should be trying to do less and less pigeonholing of people. We should be looking for less categories. We should not be looking to be like, well, we've got male and female, and then we have something this and like 18 things in between. Uh, I'm binary, I'm non-binary, I'm black, I'm white, I'm worth cultural appropriations. Get me started on cultural appropriations because the change in cultural appropriations that we are now seeing things uh, in colleges, people getting attacked because they're wearing cornrows and they're not of the right race to be doing so. They're appropriating the black culture. Well, it actually goes back to the Egyptian culture, which came, which had it before. But let's not even worry about the fact where the things came from. 
Let's just understand the absolute batshit insanity about people talking about cultural appropriations. You know what cultural appropriations is? It's when somebody from a race, even though we're all supposed to be alike, we're, again, we're going back to we want to talk about race when it comes to be where it really fits with the left's agenda. Otherwise, we shouldn't at all. Everybody's one big kumbaya color. We don't want to talk about those differences unless you appropriate somebody's culture. But Ben, really, what is appropriating culture? I thought I heard one of the greatest things the other day. In an interview with Ted Nugent, Joe Rogan was asking him a few different questions. He's like, you know, Ted, we've heard, you know, from people, they call you racist in this. It's like, you know, why? And he, he goes off on this whole thing about how he's not racist. And uh, Rogan asked him something else. And he's like, you know, so you've never been racist. And like Ted's, well, no, I used to have I used to have a lot of racist thoughts. And Joe Rogan kind of like looked at like, what do you mean? And Ted's like, you know, for the longest times, I only thought it was the black guitar players that could play the grooves that I wanted to play. Those were the guys that were doing it the best. I didn't think any white guy could do this. I didn't think they could perform the same way and come up with these licks and these great guitar sounds. So Joe Rogan just kind of like looked at him like, so you were racist against white guys? And he's like, well, yeah, because that's that was cultural appropriations, though, right? Now, here's the thing. Cultural appropriations. Everybody knows the blues was the birth of rock and roll, and it was black musicians that created the blues, which was then taken by people like Elvis Presley, Whoa, one of the worst cultural appropriators ever, and, and made into, into rock and roll. But it made these guys that wrote these songs famous, and it made these guys that wrote these songs a ton of money. Cultural appropriations is nothing more than showing that you appreciate what people of another culture have done. We're making the ultimate melting pot, which is what America's supposed to be. It's what we want the world to be, right? A big old melting pot, which means, hey, you know what? If the Italian people, hey, pizza, you guys are awesome. We're going to go. We're going to all have pizza. Why can we all enjoy pizza? Why can we all agree? We're culturally appropriating the Italians when we have pizza. And then I'm culturally, going to culturally appropriate the, uh, you know, the Chinese when I have an egg roll. I'm going to culturally appropriate the, uh, the Mexicans when I go have some enchiladas. But what is cultural appropriations but showing that you appreciate something from another culture? So much so, when I hear something like, Justin Timberlake, he's trying to sing black. He's singing the way he sings, you morons. It's what he likes. Who cares? Who cares if Justin Timberlake is sounding like he's black when he sings? There's probably some black guys that are sounding very white. I mean, Charlie Pride sang country. Ray Charles, that guy could just sing anything. He was literally a genius. I know why he got the nickname, because Ray Charles could belt out the blues. Ray Charles could do jazz. And God dang it, Ray Charles could do country music better than the whitest hillbilly in the history of hillbillies. Cultural appropriations, though, that's horrible. We're not supposed to appreciate anything from other cultures, I guess. I don't understand it. I really don't. I would think that people would like the fact that this guy liked your hairstyle so much that he tried it out. You know, it doesn't make any sense to me that there was a thing not too long ago. A girl went to prom. <laughs> she was a white girl 
who made the mistake of wearing a dress of Asian influence and took a bunch of shit online for it because people online got dick all better to do with their lives than to get incensed about what other people are doing in their lives, even though it does make zero sense in the grand scheme of where their life is going. Stop worrying about what other people are doing, people. Get off social media, too, if you can't handle it. If you can't handle having a reasonable, logical conversation with somebody, if all you want to do is spew hate, turn the tweeters off. Get off of the face bag. Run, 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 run. We don't want to hear your bullshit anymore. So please, just go take it somewhere else. And you'll be happier, too, because you won't have to be a little snowflake anymore. You won't have to constantly be offended by the words that you're reading. You won't have to be offended by the ideas somebody else are having. I really don't understand the cultural appropriations thing. I really don't. Ted Nugent wants to play music that is based upon some of the greatest black musicians the world has known. Why would anybody not applaud that? We're keeping a tradition alive. Who cares what color the guy is keeping the tradition alive? I don't care. I mean, this would seem to me, whether you're white, black, Asian, Mexican, whatever it is, if you want to play the blues, play the blues. If you want to play country western, play country western. Play what's in your heart. Play what's in your soul. What's cultural appropriation? It's all bullshit. Now, people still say stupid things, and there are racist people out there. Don't get me wrong. Cultural appropriating, though, playing the music is not one of those things. Another big news story that had been going down lately is the guy from Papa John's. And he is getting crucified in the press, absolutely, completely crucified in the press. And I understand it to a certain point, but nobody is talking about a very important thing. And that is the context in which these words come out. And it's something that people seem to be not worried about anymore for any reason when anybody is talking, especially if you're the president of the United States, or I guess if you're the guy from Papa John's, you're really, people are looking to jump on any little thing and go after somebody with it. Again, like the Roseanne thing, even though it may not have any kind of uh, previous uh, things that had occurred in that space, you know, none of these types of events had ever happened for them. The guy from Papa John's, they're also under some bro culture problems, which means they said, you know, sexually language charged. Somebody's really trying to take down Papa John's. And maybe they are a bunch of like frat boy douchebag types that ran the company. That may be true. I don't know enough about that. Just want to talk about this particular conference call that caused this big hubbub with the founder of Papa John's. On the conference call, they were talking about the backlash Papa John's was taking for taking a stand on the NFL players kneeling. And a lot of people have taken a stand on this one way or the other. For those of us who watch sports, and I've been watching less and less and less, partially because of this, partially because the tickets are way too damn expensive, and partially just because sports are getting boring to me. But a lot of people took umbrage to the fact that he, he was weighed in on the fact that these guys shouldn't be protesting the national anthem. And the way I look at it is this. People, you're free to do anything you want. But when you're employed by somebody else and doing a job, they get to tell you what you can and cannot do 
if you what your what your behavior has to be, things you can get away with. You know what you can and cannot do if you expect to keep that job. Playing for an NFL team, just a job. If the league says no more protesting during the national anthem and you still want to do it, expect to lose your job. There was a guy, I don't know, he was a defensive player. I don't remember what team. He said he's still going to protest during the national anthem. He'll take whatever fine it is, he said. Big, big words from a really big guy he looked like. Now, my thing would be this. If I were the teams or I were the the league, I would make the fine for protesting before a game during while you're on the clock for your employer, which is the NFL, whatever team you're playing for. I would make the fine double their salary for that game and then see who has a conviction to go out and protest during the game. NFL players, you have the money. You have reporters sticking microphones in your face after the games all the time. Talk about those things then. We don't want the political bullshit as consumers watching this stuff. We do not want the political bullshit during the national anthem. We don't want the political bullshit while you're in uniform out there doing your job. When you're not on the field, when you're not playing the game, we watch these games as escapism. We don't, if we wanted to follow politics, we would turn on the news. We wouldn't turn on football or basketball or baseball. We don't want to see the political bullshit during the sports. What's so hard to understand about that? The rest of your life, outside of when you're actually playing on the field, be an advocate. Go protest. Start a website. Call talk shows day and night till you're blue in the face and tell people what your political viewpoints are. I applaud you for doing that. I applaud you for trying to make a difference. But during the game, before the game, while you're in uniform, shut the fuck up. Don't want to see it. It's very simple. Don't want to see it. Now, this idiot from Papa John's, who I guess didn't get the memo that saying the N word was a bad thing. Well, everybody's just crucifying the guy for this. And I did some research for this because it's interesting. The latest news story is the company that did the marketing company that held the conference call. They're the ones that leaked it. And they only leaked it after they threatened the guy and said they wanted. They tried to extort six million dollars from him or they were going to release the tapes. So I applaud the guy for saying, no, thanks. Uh, I'll just, you know, release them if you have to do whatever you want. I haven't heard the tapes, but from what I hear, the context of the comments, I think, is important. Because what the founder of Papa John's was talking about were alleged comments that Colonel Sanders of KFC fame, you know, the people that like to poison you with MSG. Yeah, if you're, if you're sensitive to MSG, avoid KFC. That's my little public service announcement for you. But the founder of Papa John's was talking about allegedly Colonel Sanders using the N-word. And instead of saying the N-word, he actually said the word. And I know it has some magical properties to it. So, I mean, you might want to step back from your radio because I'm going to say it here. But I just want you to be aware. I don't want you to be offended. Papa, the founder of Papa John's said, and I believe the exact quote was, Colonel Sanders called blacks niggers and didn't face the kind of backlash that I am getting. So he didn't use the word as a racist slur. He used it to talk about something that happened in the past. He didn't say the word with any hatred. He didn't say the word with any spite. 
He didn't utter the word and to try to make somebody feel bad. He was making a point and he actually made the mistake of stare saying the word rather than saying the N word. And I don't know why this is the only word in our vocabulary. And if anybody else has any reason behind this, let me know. The F word, you know, we used to kind of have that, but, you know, that's kind of gone now because people say fuck with regularity and nobody gets offended, I guess. I mean, I guess a lot of people do, but they're not the right people that are offended to where we make that change and have to go the F word anymore. So he made the mistake of actually saying the word, but in the context that he said it was not a racist context. If anything, he was trying to make the point that he was, in fact, not racist. This other guy did this. Nothing happened to him. And it's interesting to me why this word has the kind of power that it does. And I don't get it. Maybe it's because I'm not black and I'll never understand that. And that is my problem. It was just like the singer. Oh, man, was it Kendrick Lamar? Uh, yeah, it was Kendrick Lamar. He calls a girl up on stage during one of his songs and gives her the microphone so she can sing. Well, of course, the song that he brings this white girl up to sing has the N-word in it over and over and over again. And you know what the girl had the audacity to do? Sing the song, the exact song as the way that Kendrick Lamar, the guy that brought her up on stage, exactly the way that he wrote it. She belted it out, man. People are offended by that. And I can't understand why you're at a concert where you're hearing the word anyway. Kendrick Lamar is using the word. She wasn't using the word in hatred. She wasn't using the word as a put down. She was singing a song that she fucking liked. I don't understand it. And she took a backlash for this. Even Kendrick Lamar came out saying how she shouldn't have done that. Hey, moron, then don't bring her on stage with a song that has that word in it over and over and over again and have her sing. Stupidity, buddy. That's what we have here. Not racism. We have a white girl at a rap concert. Oh, I can tell you, she must be really racist. Because white girl, rap concert, Kendrick Lamar. Oh my God, I can see it now. What a racist she must be. <sighs> we got to get past this kind of bullshit, people. Words should not have that kind of power. It's ridiculous. Go by the content of somebody's character. Go by the context of their words. That's the only way things are going to get better. If you really want change, that's how things are going to get better. That's how you're going to get peace, love, and understanding. Not by being a little snowflake who's going to be offended by every weird little word somebody says. And really, if you can't go out and be a rational, reasonable person, if you see somebody wearing a Make America Great Again hat, stay inside. Or at least don't be so stupid that you're going to go and assault somebody because you're going to be the one that's going to wind up in jail. You're going to be the moron whose face is on the television is the face of hate. The, the left wants to be the party of tolerance, you know, unless you have any differing viewpoints. And then it's okay, according to Maxine Waters, Democrat, to go out and try to harass people with differing political views. Is that the change you want? I have to ask you that. It's a crazy world, people. It's a crazy world. And as you can tell, we got a little riled up for this episode, but that's okay because it's okay when things piss you off. We're here to have a conversation. I want to hear from you. 
You can hit me up on Twitter at Darren O'Neill, D-A-R-R-E-N-O-N-E-I-L-L. Or you can hit us up via email at randomthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. I mean, do you think these words should have the power that they do? Do you think people should be offended by every little thing that any word that's uttered by somebody having the wrong hairstyle, by somebody singing their music the wrong way? Cultural appropriations, it's bullshit, isn't it? Explain to me why cultural appropriation should be a thing. Explain to me why we should give a shit if other people decide they like something enough to incorporate it into their being, into their music, into their hairstyle, into the clothes that they wear. I mean, flattery. They always said the uh, the biggest form of flattery is when somebody tries to imitate you, right? Imitation, that's, uh, that's all. I'm getting to that, that quote in a really roundabout way. Imitation is the biggest form of flattery, and that's really what cultural appropriations are. I don't think Elvis was going, I want to rip off a bunch of black guys, man. He was going, no, this is the music I love. Elvis loved gospel music, and gospel music was based in black music. Won't we get past all this racial bullshit if everybody just agrees that it's okay to like everybody else's shit? I mean, at least that's what I would think. Let me know. Hit me up. Tell me what you're thinking. Today on the Random Thought Show, we've been talking about change, and I'm glad you've been along. Do me a favor, subscribe, tell a friend, and stay safe out there, people. Love each other, and treat each other well, and base your thoughts upon people on the content of their character and not the color of their skin. We'll continue this podcast once again next week. Until then, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening.